Hello and welcome to the Atomic Kingdom Podcast. My name is Dave and I hope you're having a great week and a great last week since it's been two weeks since we had an episode, so hope everything's going well for you wherever you are. Joining me today is Jenny. Hello, my friends. And from the Two Broke Geeks podcast, his name is Matt. Hello. And how are I like that. That was a that was a good intro. Thanks. <laughs> All right. I'm bringing some of the pep <clears throat> to the show that Dave is not. Dave sounds like he's tired. Tired and sick. So Oh, I that's ap- a bad combination. Apologize for the nasal and the, the sore throatiness. Well, uh, we're here to rouse razzle you up. You will get through this, Dave. We have your back. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So tonight, today, this morning, whenever you listen, uh, we're going to talk about something I think that could be very. If you're po- listening in the lost hour between <laughs> one and three a.m. on daylight saving time day. <laughs> right. You're listening in that magical, mystical lost hour. Yeah, Sorry, Dave, carry no, on. that's okay. The daylight saving thing always reminds me of a Paul F. Tompkins comedy bit. He's a good stand-up comedian. If you've never heard of him, go check out his podcast called Spontaneous Nation. But he does a bit about people that are so thrown off by daylight saving. And yeah. he's like, you don't even have to live the hour. Just go to bed, wake up, and everything will fix itself these days. You know, true. all the clocks true. set themselves. Except for, like, ovens and stuff like that. Right. I had to get up this morning and, and do the one on the oven in the microwave. No big deal. Right, right. Uh, he's, like, he's like, people get so thrown off. It's like they wake up and they're like, oh, what year is it? Do I have a big bushy beard? Who's president? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's it's an hour. Let's 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 move on with our lives. Dave, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to argue with you, though. What sucks is I finally was getting out of work with a little sunlight. Guess what's going to happen this week? I'm going to go into work with it dark. I'm going to come out of work with it dark, and that sucks. So I'm not a fan. I, you can you can tell you me get, how much you get more sunlight now. No, I don't. Not with my hours because I still go in really early. But when I leave, the last two weeks I've been leaving, and it's been daylight. But You're, now it's going to be dark when I leave again. No, you should get more sunlight now. No, it doesn't yeah. work that way for, in my work world. It does well if you're getting more. Okay, I don't know. You're, it's gonna stay brighter longer these days. I'm doing it backwards. I'm sorry. In the morning, <laughs> you are in the nights. Yes, I'm yeah. doing it backwards. Yes. I lose my my drive of sunlight at least once a day now. Good. I I hate not- I hate this time of year because this is when I work and I drive and I'm always driving into the sun and I hate it. So I hate right now. Six to it seven. Six to seven should be dark. My, no, it's my zone. Shouldn't. It absolutely should. And cloudiness, perfect. Great. Bring on the clouds. I'm going to just start calling you Eeyore. Why does loving clouds make me a, a depressed donkey? I like it donkey? when it's dark. I like it when it's cloudy. I hate when other people do not like daylight savings time. I always have to drive into the sun. Not that you're getting vitamin D and it's nice out in the sun shining. Dave. You're Eeyore. I disagree. I love so you're Eeyore. <laughs> All, right. All right. Anyway, if we're done talking about me, um, 
we're going to talk about comic books and comic book movies and TV shows and things of that sort. And it's going to be a very polarizing conversation, which already this podcast is just starting out so fantastic. So we can only imagine where this will lead. But we're going to talk about is there an oversaturation of the genre or is it just fine? So we'll uh, we'll get into that. Uh, but to start... I, I was thinking about this podcast and thinking about my mindset as a child, as a fan of comic books, and where was I in the, oh, I wish they made a movie about this, or I wish I had a TV show about this. And as a child, when I saw Bat- the 1989 Batman, I couldn't get enough of it. I wanted to watch it all the time, because it was Batman, and I wanted more and more Batman. And then my comic book knowledge grew to include X-Men. And I love the X-Men, but there wasn't a movie for that yet, but there was a cartoon. So I had the cartoon, and I loved the cartoon, and I couldn't wait for Saturday morning because I wanted more X-Men. And a half hour wasn't enough. Uh, Same for the Batman animated series. But I don't remember talking to the two comic book friends that I had at that time because it wasn't cool to be a comic book nerd back then. Um, Mm. That, "Ah, I wish they made a movie about this, or I wish there was a movie about this. I don't remember having those conversations. We had the, you know, the typical... Who would win in a fight, Superman or Batman? Who would, you know, who would win, who's, who's faster, Flash or Superman, that kind of stuff. We had those kind of conversations, but we never really said, oh, I wish, I wish there was a Swamp Thing movie. Well, there was one at the time, but. I was uh, going to say there is there are two Swamp Thing <laughs> right, movies, Dave. Right. <laughs> but, you know, as a kid, I was never like, oh, I wish they made a Punisher movie or, you know, that kind of thing. And maybe I I should have, but to me, it didn't really matter because as a kid, I had the comic books and they were all there and I could read them, pick them up, whatever I wanted to. And then I had the the cartoons, but I remember being very excited and impatient for new cartoons. And it felt like it was always a rerun of X-Men whenever I wanted a new one. Um, But now every three or four months, we're getting a brand new comic book movie. And, it's awesome. <laughs> and there are several weekly episodic comic book TV shows. And mm-hmm. um, the question is, because this, is is it an oversaturation now because there are so many every year? Or is it just that they're so successful, it's more mainstream than ever? Because... I could run down the history of comic book movies and films, and you might be surprised as to how many there actually are. Yep, it's it's a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, there the formula I think that studios and such used to use didn't work well. Um, the when you take like the older Fantastic Fours or I I like the older X Men movies, but you take those as well. They the characters weren't too layered, in my honest opinion. Where now you get movies like Iron Man and um, you know, the newer X-Men's, the the first class and stuff, where you've got these really intriguing characters and they've they figured out like with Guardians of the Galaxy how to mix humor in with it, where you don't have to know about the comic book in order to really enjoy the movie, where in the past, just to, me speaking, I know this doesn't translate to everyone. I felt like you had to know a little bit about the comics to see the movies. Um, so I, I think the formula that they use is definitely more successful. But I, I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence with this whole conversation. 
I like I like that there's more, but then I'm also not a fan that there's a more. So well, there's always the 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 studio formula that Jenny's talking about in a different sense of does it make money? Then let's make more. Mm-hmm. Um, True. And then yeah. there's make more and more and more, and let's make our own version and this kind of thing where every studio has their own asteroid crush just on the set course to destroy the earth movie like deep impact and armageddon or mm-hmm. big giant tidal wave movie or ice age type movie and a vol- giant volcano comes out of nowhere movie like there was two of those that year <laughs> i mean it was <laughs> yep. dumb they it's were true. both bad <laughs> and but it's the it's the thing is well what's that other studio doing and, oh they made a lot of money let's make ours real quick and it, both of them end up usually being pretty bad but um, as far as these comic book movies go, I mean, yes, some are bad, some are really bad, but a majority of them are quality films. Um, I won't go as far as to say great for the majority, but they're worth watching as, as just Very a true. film fan, um, or a fan of a certain actor or director, writer, whatever. But I mean, if you go back my list goes back as far as 1920 for live action comic book adaptations because <laughs> Zorro is yes. is an adaptation. Yep. So it goes back that far. And then there was a movie based on the old Adventures of Superman TV series called Superman and the Mole Men. Yep. Uh, but 1966 is the first, uh, like, I would say big, big comic book movie with Batman based on the Batman TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you move forward in 1977, there was a Spider-Man movie, but that was made for TV. And then there was a Doctor was Sh- terrible. Yeah. Doctor Strange movie in 78, also made for television. But then in the same year, 78, you had Richard Donner's Superman, which is widely considered as the first modern superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That was a little more legitimacy because of the, you know, the whole tagline, you'll believe a man can fly or, you know, whatever it was. Um, and it was a legitimate film with a legitimate studio. Right. right. Um, so that was a big deal. And then from there, you run down, I mean, more Marvel TV movies like Captain America, Captain America 2, uh, Superman 2, uh, Swamp Thing, like we already said, Superman 3, uh, The Toxic Avenger. Um, the Supergirl movie, Howard the Duck. Flash Gordon. Uh, Flash Gordon was 1980, based off a comic. Uh, it's, oh, that's why, yeah. Um, Incredible Hulk, again, that's a television movie. Uh, Superman 4. Let's see, Batman, Return of the Swap Thing, Punisher, Toxic Avenger 3, uh, Ninja Turtles... Another Captain America. Uh, this was it's a movie. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And that's only 1990. Um, right. And it just keeps going from there, especially with the Batman franchise, the Ninja Turtle franchise. The attempt mm-hmm. at the Fantastic Four franchise uh, three times. Um, Power Rangers. You know, it it goes on and on. So there's been tons of movies. And yes, uh, up until recently, they've been fairly campy and bad uh, or not good. Um, but, okay, so since, like, we'll say, we'll say 2000, I, you know, I, I kind of consider mm-hmm. Blade, like, 1998, the first Blade to be the first, like, current 
successful comic book adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um, to take to take the character seriously, to also, as Jenny was saying, give the character depth. Uh, more than one character, even the villain, um, wasn't just some campy villain. Even though Stephen Dorff kind of played him campy, but uh, so there's Blade and X Men, and then from there, um, the Spider Man movie, mm-hmm. and then the subsequent Daredevil movie. So we took a step back, um, but. That's when we start, I think, you know, with the success of X-Men, the first huge franchise, aside from Superman and Batman, to kind of be a success in Hollywood. Um, And then you go from there, and then it's just movie after movie after movie after movie. And now, like, we go to 2017, this year, and we have Power Rangers, Logan, Guardians, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, Thor, and Justice League. Mm -hmm. So... Three, four, five, six, seven. Seven okay. movies this year. But let me ask you a question. Yeah. How many movies are coming out this year total? Oh, right. Yeah, I, I, I'd have to Google it. <laughs> right. So let's say there's like 100 movies coming out this year, maybe more. Because <clears throat> how many come out every single weekend? So let's say 52 weeks in a year, two weeks a movie. Or two we, uh, two movies a week, and that's a low estimate. That would be uh, 104 movies a year. To only have seven of them be superhero movies, that's nowhere near oversaturation. You're right, because compared now to even the 90s, I mean, f- movies coming out, it wasn't every week. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a bigger deal, and that's why you had, like, the blockbuster right. summer movies, and, like, the, the Memorial Day See, movie yeah. was a huge thing. Let's see. I bet I can look it up real quick. How many movies are coming out this year? See, though, I, I mean, you can look it up, but it's going to because we live in a world of streaming now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it would be an accurate comparison, especially like what Dave was saying to the 90s, because well, I'm talking about all, like if I'm you're talking only about, looking at I'm studio. talking about film or movies coming out in theaters, right? Not theater releases. streaming but online. Still, that, but but that still, though, runs a huge gamut because there are a lot of indie movies now that are hitting the big screens and they're getting more and more screens. So you have to, right. So that, but that's the point. Add those that's, into the, it. that's the point. More it's movies like, are being made. How many movies period are coming out? There are more movies being made period. And there's more movies coming out period. So to say, to say seven comic book based films is a lot of superhero films. Well, no, it's not. I mean, there's probably 40 romantic comedies coming out this year and <laughs> maybe, like 37 Oscar bait movies. And maybe the best way to look at it is the budgets of the movies. High budget movies usually go into the action and, you know, the action movies, you know, the at what superhero movies would fall into. Whereas mm-hmm. the lesser budget ones would be the romantic comedies and stuff like that. So if we're to be truthful to it out of, the large budget movies, how many are coming out would be the best. Okay, well, I'm looking at the large budget ones here right now. Let's talk about uh, Logan, Guardians of the Galaxy, Triple X, Skull Island, Fate Fate of the Furious, Justice League, John Wick Chapter 2, The Lego Movie, Thor, Ragnarok, Star Wars, Last Jedi, Spider-Man Homecoming, Beauty and the Beast, Alien Covenant, Dunkirk, Get Out, Blade Runner, Power Rangers, Pirates of the Caribbean, Ghost in the Shell, Wonder Woman, (laughs) War for the Planet of the Apes, The Dark Tower, Baywatch, Fifty Shades Darker, Transformers The Last Night, uh, Kingsman, The Golden Army, The Mummy, Cars 3, 
Baby Driver, T2 Train Spotting, Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage, Valerian, whatever the hell that is, Despicable Me 3, The Circle, Jumanji, King Arthur, The Lego <laughs> Ninjago Movie, Fist Fight, Rings, American Made, Coco, Before I Fall, Murder on the Orient Express, Atomic Blonde, Pitch Perfect 3, The Shack, The ba- uh, the Boss Baby, Rough Night, Geostorm, Snatched, The Emoji Movie, and The Space Between Us. Don't forget and Chips. those are just the and chips and <laughs> many many more and most of those are big budget movies that i just read and sure. still only probably uh seven of them are comic book films right the, the, i don't know if i would put chips in the to a category of a high budget movie it uh, might be. Let it's me got look a big budget i'm gonna guess it's, it's warner brothers flick, isn't it yeah it's warner brothers, warner and, brothers and it's an action flick big names in that movie uh 25 million is that it? That's not yeah. very high budget no. then. Yeah, compare that to Thor okay. Ragnarok. That was but... one of the 47 he just listed, and I listed it mostly as a joke. Um, so 7 divided by 47. That's was... still not, I mean, that's still a good percentage of the movies. Like, if you compare that to how many horror movies out of those. Well, and that wasn't even, you know, like... all, you know, all the movies, but yeah. that was just, yeah. you know, yeah, but some horror, of them coming out. Horror so. movies, historically, there's not many that come out a year anyway. It's like, Two or three, maybe four, and they kind of spread them out. Even though they should all come I out think, on Halloween. I just think this. I personally think that this argument. I get <clears> where you guys are going with it. I don't know if it truly stands up to being a good factual argument. How though? How can you say that? Like <laughs> because of the comparisons. Like if you, there are a lot of movies coming out, but there are seven huge superhero movies coming out. Right. Are you calling them? Uh, uh, hold on. One year. What are you? Why are you calling them huge? What are you defining as huge for that movie? Promotion, advertising, and budget. So you're not saying huge because of the box office but value. Do, but what do what do budget and what do budget and advertising have to do with saying they are oversaturated? In they're still a very small percent of the number total. Like they don't. What does production budget have to do with that at all? The amount of money that the studio will develop a movie at has to have a reason behind it. It has to have a projective gross. The amount of money they put into advertising is the amount of money they think they will get back from amount of the people that normally wouldn't see the movie would be drawn into that movie. It's the effort of the movie. They're putting a lot and a lot of attention to the superhero movies right now where they're not with what you were calling the Oscar baits and things like that. So although I agree, if you go, there's 104 movies coming out and only seven as it, it doesn't look that big. But when you look at it in the scheme of things of where the studios are pushing their direction to, there's a good push towards superhero movies, which then would lend it to the opposition of your argument. That's but there was I'm also going. a big push to The Fate and the Furious, which has nothing to do with comic books, and Kong Skull Island, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. And... Kong Skull Island is your only one in those three that you can argue, because Star Wars has Star Wars in the name. Pirates that right the... there that's doesn't... not a comic book movie, movie, though. <laughs> but Pirates, Fast and the Furious, and um, Star Wars. Those three, they have a core audience already. They have a direction. Okay, so what you're saying is these are steel. I'm gonna I'm gonna go this route then. You're saying that if there were no superhero movies, people would go see the smaller movies. No, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying that you get. One I, I still movie don't. I still don't understand your argument. Then lot, I guess there is a like, lot of superhero movies that are flooding the market right now. 
And it is impacted because the amount of superhero stuff that's flooding the television. Okay. I, okay, real quick. So the top films of the 2010s, the the 10s is what they're calling it on this website. Uh, starting at 20, and somebody keep track of how many of them are comic movies out. Matt, I'll trust oh, you with that. I uh, get a piece of paper. There's only 20 of them, yeah. so it should this be too hard. This doesn't prove, though, that it's oversaturated. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm going so- showing who was Jenny, successful. Jenny, I'm world. going somewhere with this, though. This is just the start of my statement. So the top 20 films of the 2010s. Uh, okay, so Furious 7, Inside Out, Deadpool. I'm going from 20 all the way to 1. Uh, the Jungle Book, Despicable Me 2, The Secret Life of Pets, uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, Frozen, The Hunger Games, Captain America Civil War, Iron Man 3, Toy Story 3, The Hunger Games Catching Fire, The Dark Knight Rises, <clears throat> Avengers Age of Ultron, uh, where was it? Uh, Finding Dory, Rogue One, Marvel's The Avengers, Jurassic World, Star Wars Episode 7. So that's so six. 6 out of 20, yeah. Okay. So my point of that is, you're, you, Jenny, you're, you're saying that all these studios are, are and you're rightly saying, all these studios are spending a lot of money on advertising, uh, big budgets, and flooding the, the, the market with uh, promotion for all these, these, these comic book movies, these uh, quote-unquote tentpole movies, um, <clears throat> because they're successful. Um, because they, they are expected to bring back all of that money and more. Uh, it's, there's an argument to be said that you don't need a trailer for Star Wars. Everybody's just going to go see it. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's money you don't even have to spend, but they will because that's the Hollywood formula and that's just what you do to get as many butts in the seats as you can. Um, <clears throat> but what do we say? Six of 20 mm-hmm. on the top films of 2010, the other 14, are, you know, arguably franchises, um, either the start of franchises like Frozen or uh, the first Hunger Games movie, which is a, a built-in novel franchise, uh, but this is Secret Life of Pets and Inside Out, but that's all Pixar and animated movies. These are all set storylines, set uh, audiences that are going to see those movies too. So my question would be in de- playing devil's advocate here. Um, isn't there an oversaturation of animated movies every year since Toy Story? There's that, I mean, yeah, yeah. but it's also a kids one and they crank those out for kids. I mean, kids are limited in the market anyways, because they can't go see the romantic comedies. They can't go see the horror movies. They can't go see, you know, these super action movies. Because there's things that limit it. There's, there's, you know, uh, sexual content. There's cursing. There's all sorts of different things that limit what a child can watch. So it makes sense that those are successful because it opens the audience. But I think where we're getting completely off track is success of the movie doesn't relate to if it's oversaturated in the market. Okay. On that same ballot, then neither does... Promotion and advertising. But when you, the amount of movies coming in that are comic book things are based off the promotion and advertising. That's why we're getting more. 
Not saying that it's bad that we're getting more, but we're getting more because of that, which goes to the argument that it's starting to get oversaturated. You're saying we're getting more movies because of advertising? No, we're getting more of that genre of movies because of marketing and advertising. I think you have a better argument of saying we're getting more of those movies because of the success of the previous movies. Yeah, you take one success, then they start pushing it. It's the same thing that you you were talking about earlier when they did Spider-Man, but then they did Daredevil. You know, they push things because of the formula of success, but that still doesn't really say that because it was bad or because it's good, it's because we have too much in there. It's just right now, every time you turn around, there's another thing. I'm not going to I'm not going to say that because Ragnarok's coming out or another Avengers or stuff, because those are franchises. They're going to keep cranking those out if they can have the story and such. The argument that we should be talking about is all these small ones popping up. Me as not, I mean, the comics that I read, I read the more indie ones, the more, you know, the underground ones or what have you. I don't read the Hulk and the, the Iron Mans and all of the old action heroes and such. The well, Kingsman, stuff. the secret service was an underground, not very well-known comic. Right. And that well, movie and, came and out and did gangbusters. Of the Galaxy, for Scott most Pilgrim. of the population was pretty much underground. Scott Pilgrim was pretty much underground, yep. but now what we're seeing and where I'm frustrated, because I love all these things. I love the movies. I love the shows and such on most of them, but now they're coming out so frequently and so fast that I'm I don't have anything that pulls me into it anymore. When Jessica Jones and Luke Cage came out, I was just like, "There's nothing in that that draws me to it." Wait, you is didn't it miss much. <laughs> exactly? But now there's Iron Fist coming out. I'm like, "What the hell is Iron Fist?" You know, based well, on all accounts, you're not going to miss like, much. Well, listen, and then, like, listen. Those, those Doctor are... Strange. Everybody gets excited about Doctor Strange, and I'm like going. Oh, okay. Is that different from, you know, as as a person that's not engulfed into this, this genre and into this like love of it. And I totally get like, if you are in it and you love these comments, it's exciting. But as somebody that's not, I think that they're, the studios and the TV companies are completely failing because they're losing people like me and a lot of people that I know, because there's nothing to get excited for. When Daredevil came out, I was like, I don't think they are, movie? though, because movies don't get to a billion dollars based on just comic book fans. There aren't enough of us. Well, and, and they're making <laughs> good start. movies, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Jessica Jones and the Luke Cages. Well, okay, such. okay. Like, I, went, I, I had think... no interest in seeing Guardians of the Galaxy until somebody else says, it's really good. I went and saw it, and I loved it. I absolutely love it. They made a really good movie. All right, let me, let me, let me jump in. It because it was a comic I, movie. Let me I jump in. Based on the money and the numbers those things are pulling, they're not losing anybody. <laughs> okay, right. Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, I have openly admitted many times, I didn't care about that franchise. I, you know, I barely heard of it before the movie came out. But when I saw that Chris Pratt was attached to it and how seriously he's like the role, getting in shape and all that. Um, and then the other list of, of actors that were involved. I said, okay. First trailer came out. I, again, knew nothing about the characters. Blown away by just the trailer and how cool it looked and how fun it looked. Um, shows on Marvel side of things on Netflix. Daredevil, lots of people knew about Daredevil. Uh, that's a big property. Uh, people knew about that, but characters like Jessica Jones, uh, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage, 
not so much. Jessica Jones, even after Netflix, still isn't a very popular character or widely known character. But the 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 draw of making those properties into shows is it's making a comic book character into a detective show or uh, making a, a black exploitation show, which which was what I mean they've openly said Luke Cage was uh, style style show, not you know you know what I mean. Um, and then Iron Fist is going to be like a martial arts film, um, type of, type of, type of show. Uh, it's, it's them experimenting, not so much experimenting, but them making a different style of show with a comic book character that exists in comic years. I'm not excited about the character Jessica Jones or the character Luke Cage or the character Iron Fist. Once I got to know them because mostly of this podcast, this website and other jobs I do. Uh, I get a little excited because Iron Fist is a very cool origin story and a very cool story in itself. Jessica Jones is a, is such a distinct and disturbing story. Um, in the book alone, uh, it, it was just intriguing to read and then to see the show fail on certain aspects, but still be entertaining mostly because of David Tennant's acting as the bad guy. Um, was was fun to watch, even if it, it wasn't a great 12-episode run. Luke Cage was fun for the action, but it did drag on. But the music and the styling and stuff like that was cool to see. But for me, those two shows weren't successful um, because I just didn't enjoy them as much as I did Daredevil Season 1 and Season 2. But again, Season 1 of Daredevil was fun because it was new. It was a different take on the character because we had watched the Ben Affleck thing. Season 2 of Daredevil was fun because we were getting the Punisher. We were going to get Elektra. We're going to get more of this this Defenders universe that they're building at Netflix, which is also exciting because why not? It, because it's it's just another aspect of this Marvel universe that right. Well, right, right there is you're kind of proving my point. Like Daredevil was great. I'm not going to discount it, but then you get the other characters in, which are awesome because you get to learn about Punisher and Elektra. And I'm a huge fan of the Punisher character on that show. But now you've got a Punisher show. You've got the Jessica Jones that links into it. Now they've got the Defender show coming out. Now they're get. It's like, why can't you put your efforts into the story you're originally telling and instead of having to branch out into 50 others where I start to then lose. I, I lost a lot of interest in season two of Daredevil because of how much they put into it. You know, the first season was super good. Kingpin was an amazing cast and character. If they kept like the second season to Punisher and followed that through, it would have been phenomenal, but they had to have Elektra and then they had to have all these side stories. And then now everybody has their own show. And now that they all have their own show, then they need a show where they're all together. And well, they- hold on, hold on. You're, you're saying that it, that happened after the fact, this was the plan all along from day one, before they even filmed AKA Daredevil. oversaturation. Uh, okay. Um, I don't agree there because that's their plan with the whole Marvel universe. So you have those four shows doing multiple seasons. Do we all have different definitions of oversaturation here? Because I'm thinking we do. Well, what do you think, Matt? To me, oversaturation would have to just be like over 50% of everything coming out would be related to comic book movies or, you know, whatever. And, that my my definition of oversaturation is just literally more than the majority of things coming or approaching the majority of things coming out mm-hmm. 
I kind of link. It's just a sheer numbers thing. I got you. To me, to me, oversaturation. I link it to watering down, um, Mm. where it's. uh, How do I describe it? I have it in my head. I can't put it out. I think you had it perfect (laughs) because you know that how I was going to say it. It is completely watering down. It's taking the awesomeness of the of the thing, and it's just making it so common that it's no longer special. I think you nailed it with the watering okay, down. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, then I would make that argument. Okay. So you're saying that there is the watering down of the comic book genre. I would make that same argument with, do we need another Fast and Furious movie? No. No, we don't. We don't. And I'll, I'll admit to that. I have fun watching it, but I'll admit do to we it. Need, I think they have gotten it. Do we really like, need many... more horror movies? There's so many already. Do <laughs> more we really pirates? Need more romantic comedies? There's just so many already. Right. Do we really need more like... Transformers, like pirates, art, drama movies. See, though, what you're missing, so what you're missing, Matt, is that romantic comedies can be multiple different movies. Action so movies, can superhero movies, though. Yeah, True. but they're all superhero movies. Like they're wait, all wait. The characters are all superhero <laughs> movies. Romantic comedies could be a vast different amount of casting. You're kind of closing yourself off there because a movie, a movie like Winter Soldier, is less of a ca- of a superhero movie, more of a political thriller. I agree, and it was a good movie. But then you get, uh, you, and I know people will hate me because I'm not a huge Deadpool fan. You'd get put Deadpool, and I think it takes away from the uh, the Civil War or not the Civil War, but the uh, Winter Soldier storyline because it, it watered it down. Deadpool, yeah. Deadpool is not related to them at all. But it's in that same – for me, I don't know. I Let's say I'm completely dumb of, like, DC versus Marvel versus Image, all that, right? It's still a comic book movie. Okay. You, you lost me, though. What does Deadpool have anything to do with Civil War, though? Or, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Great, Cap, Captain, Captain, America, Captain America Winter Soldier. was what you said. It was a thriller. It was a – political thriller it was great but then you take these characters who have superhuman powers and then you make a movie where a guy has superhuman powers that are made by this political weird scientific experiment and what he does with that it it there's direct links to the storylines which although they're totally different storylines there's direct links and i feel that it watered down the original i'm so lost me too, David. It's the, okay. The the bringing up a Deadpool totally threw me. I'm I'm trying to understand what you're saying, but I I don't. I think you're saying the wrong movie. Maybe that's it. No, Deadpool comedy with Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah, that romantic comedy superhero movie. Yeah. Yeah, which I think totally ruined in the Civil War. He wasn't in the Civil War. I'm lost. I know. I'm so lost. I know. But here's the thing. So I watch. I go to the theater. Uh huh. I see Civil War. Or or Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, way better. Loved it. I, I I was intense on it. I could totally not see the superhero portion of it because the storyline was so well done, right? Mm-hmm. I walk out, like you said, it was more of a political thriller type movie. Okay. Awesome. Amazing. Then cut to, you know, year or two years, however many years they're separated, Deadpool comes out. Mm-hmm. starts off this guy's trying to do his thing it's weird agency he's gonna make him into the super super guy it all goes backfire and all that so you take that same kind of 
what starts as a political, you know, or scientific, you know, good versus evil type thing. Now I see what you're saying. Get into a romantic comedy. I then lose all the interest (laughs) in Winter Soldier because that just tainted it. Because I don't know why. Story. I don't but know it's why either. Deadpool, I get, Deadpool I is not get the comparison. Deadpool has nothing to do with politics or the political experiment. Deadpool, the man was trying to get cured of this ferocious strain of cancer that was about to kill him, and this guy promised him that he could do it, but it also promised him mutant abilities like the X Men. And then the rest of the movie is just about him trying to reconnect with the love of his life. And get revenge. It's like you just said. Yeah, it's like what you said, Dave. It's like a romantic comedy revenge movie. Well, they call it that like, at the beginning of the movie. That's the only reason I said it, just because he calls it yeah. a romantic comedy. True. Um, but, okay, I, under, I, I understand where, you, where, where you're going now, Jenny. I, I, had, I was having a hard time putting the connection together. Um, it just didn't make sense to me on paper or on, on just, just just what you said. But now that you've explained it, I, I get where you're going. But that that I mean, I don't I don't see that as being the oversaturation part. That's just we're making different movies, and the, I mean, you have seven. I guess, the, I guess seven, the difference between you and I is I'm not seeing these all as different movies anymore. Okay. Well, They're uh, all starting to seem a very, very similar to each other. When you when you when you look and at the TV side of it, and you have the other, and one might be more dark than the other, but they're all really starting to look and blend together for me. I can't keep the Iron Man's, the, the Captain Americas, and the Avenger movies straight anymore. I can't remember what movie is what. I can't remember was that an Avengers movie or was that an actual Iron Man movie? Wait, is Spider Man in that now? Wait, Spider-Man's in that now, right? But why is no, that no, a pro- no, why is that a problem? Terrible. Why is that a problem if you enjoyed the movie? Because when you're trying to think of when I think of Star Wars, I can tell you the complete plot of the Star Wars movies. That's I can different. tell you That's different. step by step. You take the you take the superhero movies, you can't keep track anymore because they're putting them out so much. The stories like are these connected? Are they not connected? And they're all starting in my opinion. And again, I'm not engrossed into the comics. I'm just talking as take that out of it, Jenny, because the, the ones I've mentioned, I, I'm not. They're all they're all starting to blend together for me. Okay, which makes it watered down, as you said. Two and things. Two for things. Me, oversaturated. Doctor Strange. You could watch that movie separate from the entire MCU. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with it whatsoever until you get to the credits, which is inconsequential to the enjoyment of that movie. Um, same can be said for Ant Man, even I, though. Wait, though. As an argument, Doctor Strange totally reminded me of the chick from the Avengers that can, like, shoot things out of her hands. That's why I didn't see Doctor Strange. I was like, that kind of looks like the chick from the other movie. Then you're overgeneralizing. That's that's an overgeneralization because it's completely different. Well, you overgeneralize about the Fast and the Furious, too. No, I don't. They're dumb car movies. (laughs) And these are dumb superhero movies. There are good ones out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're all bad. But they're coming out so fast that I don't, I don't hold to the storylines as much as I do anymore because I don't care. Okay, so on the TV side I of things, they're going to be back next year for another movie. On the TV, well, that's that's not a reason to not care. On the TV side of things, you have a billion cop shows, a billion law shows, a billion doctor shows, completely yeah, oversaturated on yeah, all of those. Totally shows. oversaturated on the cops and the hospital shows. I'll agree with that. That argument, you're, you don't even have to argue. Totally agree with it. Mm-hmm. But they still make them. 
They still make it. Still doesn't make it where it's not oversaturated. But the enjoyment, how, how is there any enjoyment over 27 seasons of law and order? Who knows? Like, I don't even know the answer to that. I, I don't know people that watch that show and find enjoyment. Like I know people who turn on USA and there's like a four hour marathon of it and they'll sit down and watch it. Uh, just because there's nothing better to do and they don't have a job apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Dave, I mean, and and I'm not saying this because I actually believe it. I'm just throwing this out there as like an an opposition to what you just said. I can count eight Marvel Universe things that all link together. There's probably more. I don't think I put Thor into those eight. Why continue watching? What do you mean when they link in? But linking in doesn't mean the story doesn't isn't worth seeing. Linking in means well, that they're all tied together. If you're saying Law and Order totally makes sense no you're, you're, i don't you're get what you're saying it's a very personal like emotional thing i'm not it's one of those things i it's oversaturated what i just said is marvel universe has at least eight movies that all kind of tie into each other you got the three iron man movies that go into the you know the two avenger but movies I, you can but throw what the tie have movies. to do with i, I it's still all don't the understand story. No, no no they're hang on hang not. on hang on that's that's not true that's okay. So you have Star Wars Episode Four, Five, Six. They're all tied together. Is it all the same story? No, but right. they're all tied together. Correct. Right. MCU. You that's the same said, description of the MCU. They're they're all tied together. Are they but the same story? No, but they you are just all said tied they together. Were. Yeah, you they're did just say. <laughs> they are starting to feel like the same story. I honestly cannot tell you the difference between Iron Man 3 and the first Avenger movie, other than there were more characters. And I don't think you're paying attention to the or, story. Or you didn't like it. Or you didn't like the story. <laughs> or it's because every time I turn around, there's another story with the same character. And then I'm like, wait, was the thing... With the mega, like the mega Iron Man, was that an Iron Man one or was that actually, no wait, that was Iron Man because the Avengers one was the other mega guy that could kill everything. Like, that's where it's starting. The stories, my personal opinion, are starting to look a lot alike. The Captain America ones, I'll give you credit for. Those ones, I think, stand alone because they go in a different direction. But... Like, seriously, the only thing that separates Iron Man to Thor is Thor is usually on another planet. Oh, you know, so, like, it's that's so not right. The Thor, the, no, no. From a story aspect, those movies have nothing in common other than there's a superhero in it. Thor one. basically the same battle. Like, I can't keep no, the two Avenger movies separate because the two Avenger movies seem mm. almost like one was in New York, one was in Russia. One oh, was fighting aliens, the other one was fighting a supreme artificial intelligence. That's kind of different. But the fights are almost the exact same. In now we're down to the fights? Like, the whole, the, well, the whole storyline is the fights. It's the fight against the bad guys. Okay, this is this is more of an argument of, of of you not enjoying these movies, of the ones that you're, the ones that you're bringing up. You're not, that's what you're not getting. I enjoy these movies. I saw Iron, the first Iron Man in the theater and walked out, and like, that was super fun. Okay. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy in the theater okay. and walked out going, Those aren't the ones you're talking about, it. though. That's not the ones I you're saw, talking about. I saw the first Avengers movie in the theater and walked out, and I'm like, that was super fun. It's not the fact that they're not fun and I don't enjoy them. What I'm saying is, is that there is way 
too much of them now, where they're starting to all blur together, which then, in fact, goes to the argument that it is way too oversaturated. For you. For me, and I think other people. You're believing that you are the only one with this opinion, and I'm No, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not. But I'm trying to find out why you believe that and some of the things you're saying to me and I think to Matt maybe also as well or maybe it is just me mm, yeah, aren't um, kind of jiving no, with, the, with the with the oversatur- or the, the reason for the oversaturation. Them making too many movies is one thing. But what you're saying is because like you said, and I agree, if it's entertaining, why not? Like if you, these, these people are coming out to see the Fast and Furious movies in droves. So they're going to keep making them. I get that. That's simple business. I don't have to like it because I don't. And I won't. I'll, I'll see it because my friends see it and I'm going to hang out with my friends. I probably won't enjoy it. I'll laugh at the stupidity of a lot of the things that happen. But it's not my movie. And that's fine. But I understand why they make them every other year or every year or whatever it is because all of that money. But I think all those ducats. Confused, though, is you're taking quality for oversaturation. I'm no, 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 no. I'm not done with my thought. You cut me off again. But I'm not done with my thought. Those those are quality movies to the people that enjoy them because they're not good movies and they go to them because they're popcorn movies and they're fun. And that's fine. I don't enjoy every MCU movie. I go to see them and there's excitement there because to me each movie is something new. Doctor Strange was brand new to me, uh, probably to a lot of people, even though yeah. even though you're saying, and I see what you're saying, and I understand it, is it's just another Marvel movie, and it's just going to be the same old thing tying back to the other ones, and I'm not going to be able to keep it straight because so-and-so is in it, even though Doctor Strange is a bad example of that, but um, Ant-Man, I guess, because Falcon was in it, and he ties to a different different franchise of films. Um, but for me, and again, yes, I do have the love of comic books, but not of these particular characters, never read Dr. Strange, never cared about Falcon. In fact, before the movies, didn't even like Captain America, never cared about Thor, uh, Hulk. I knew a lot about because there was a lot of crossover there between him and Wolverine and I'm an X-Men fan, but I'm sidetracking guardians. Didn't care. Spider-Man. I was never a fan of, but I was aware of because of the cartoons and he's, it's hard to get away from Spider-Man. Um, He's kind of everywhere. Um, but for me, like it was Batman and, and the justice league. That was, that was my, my arena. So now when these movies come out with characters that I don't really care about, like Hawkeye or Thor or Thor two, or, uh, my brain just went blank, but you, you get what I'm saying is these movies that I have no emotional connection to other than I just love comic books. They're coming out. Deadpool. I didn't care about Deadpool whatsoever. If we never saw Deadpool again after that Wolverine movie, I would have been fine. Other than the fact that Ryan Reynolds is entertaining as hell. Well, and also other than the fact that that wasn't really Deadpool. All right. Go on. All right. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes. But for me, it's the same with Star Wars. And I think Matt will disagree with me on this. Um, And that's good. Because we've always disagreed on this. He doesn't want the Han Solo solo or, uh, independent movie. Uh, nope. The flashback movie. For me, more Star Wars, the better. Give me more Star Wars. Grab, grab your hands. Take my money. Uh, I'll take it all. Um, but Matt is of the opposition. He wants more Star Wars, but he wants different stories. Yeah. Um, and I, I, Jenny, you're probably along with my lines with the Star Wars. You just want to see more, right? 
Well, this is this is the perfect argument then, because, and this is where I think you're missing my point. I want to see good stories that I walk away and like that was pretty revolutionary. I loved Force oh, One. Oh, I gotta stop Force you! I gotta stop you! I gotta stop you! Wait, wait, no, no, Why no, does no, it have no. to be revolutionary let though? Finish, let me let me finish my thought, Dave. I walked out of Force Awakens and I loved it. Except it was such a cookie cutter movie. It was New Hope redone. So it's not, as I've gotten farther away from that movie, I don't love it as much. But I still really enjoy it and way better than the first three episodes. I walked out of Force Awakens and I was blown away. Rogue One? Rogue One, sorry. I I was blown away. They did such an amazing job that I could completely take that away from all the other Star Wars movie and remember seeing by scene and relate it to that movie because that movie stood alone and it had impact. I have gotten like, down to the root of Jenny's argument, Dave. Wait, I just sat here. Fi- no, like I, Logan. Let me finish. Let me finish. You take a movie like Logan. Logan was completely approached differently than any other comic book movie that I've seen in a while. It was beautifully done. I remember scene by scene and I don't relate it to, you know, the movies that came before it because it stood alone and it was beautiful. It was great. But then you start getting these where they're putting out TV shows where it's like, we have to just tie these characters together. That might be their overall game plan. Good for them. But nothing stands alone anymore. It's the same with the Marvel Universe with their movies. Iron Man was great when I saw it. But now it's so oversaturated. I can't keep the Avenger movies separate from the Iron Man movies. And now I can't remember what storylines were in what movie. Not saying that I didn't like the movie. It's just because they're putting out so many of them and tying in so many other characters, which could be cool, except they're not revolutionary. I don't see a lot of difference between the first Avengers and the second Avengers. I know the storylines are different. I know the bad guys were different. But I honestly can't, other than they destroyed, you know, whatever Metropolis or whatever city that was, New York in the first one, and then they dropped a gigantic rock of a city in another. Those are the only key things that stand out. I don't remember the conversations the characters had, whereas I can remember word-by-word conversations that Professor X and and Logan had in the the new movies. So it's because of that oversaturation that if if you're not putting out movies that can actually be new to people then it becomes oversaturated. And I don't believe that most of the stuff that's coming out now is new and refreshing to things. It's a lot of the same story told over and over again. I'm going to see Thor Ragnarok. It looks fun. It looks awesome. But I honestly don't think I'm going to walk out of it with that feeling of knowing scene by scene because those scenes were so awesome. It's just going to be an overall fun popcorn night. Thumbs up. Cool acting and stuff. But I'm I. I've Jenny, had, I don't think you. You can eat a bunch of cake. It still doesn't make you always want to have cake. Wrong, Dave. I've I've figured this out, and let me see if I can explain it to you. And maybe you've already figured it out too. Her argument. I don't think. I still don't think her argument has anything to do with saturation. I, I think her argument is, and I also think what she's asking for is unsustainable. By the way, um, she wants everything to be so fresh and so new and so mind-blowing that she remembers it and she's she's still i think talking do you not to watch everything and- though that like that i watch every movie and every show every book i read i approach in that i want it to be that's unsustainable somebody to- though why can't your your argument then is well then just that means that- you just want to settle for mediocrity 
No, no, I no, because no. then, no. then, then people wouldn't like the Fast and Furious everything movies. Everything to be the best thing ever. <laughs> right, right. Because then... everything's not the best thing ever. But what I'm saying is, when you put out so much of it, the stuff that's good starts losing its value. No, because it's yes. still good otherwise, to you. Because it's still good to you. Logan wouldn't have gotten such good reviews. Otherwise, right. Logan wouldn't. Logan have been was a great to... movie. Logan right, stood you, alone you, in it. He didn't, you just, it didn't blend you in just, You just destroyed your own argument by saying Logan was a great movie and Logan deserved every praise it got because you just said when you put out so much, special things lose their specialty. And they clearly don't when Logan got such high praise. If Logan came out exactly like the last first class and all that genre one, then yeah, I would totally be in that same one. But they didn't. They but did it's it all connected. They're all connected. It, they're all connected and they still can come out with good ones. But like the first three X-Men movies would be the same argument that I'm having with the, uh, with the Marvel ones. I can't remember which one was the one with, you know, Rogue and Wolverine in the truck. Was that a Wolverine movie? What? Because the stories don't stand out anymore because they're, it's like a sitcom. It's like, I remember the plot of the sitcom. I, I like the, the sitcom. the problem here is that Jenny hates sequels. It could be because it's I also 20 sequels. years old. <laughs> I love sequels. I love the storylines. But like I said, when you put out that many of them, you start to lose the value of the really good ones. No. And you start – that goes right back to the Logan argument we just Yeah. Had. I mean, I mean, okay. I see, I see where you're both coming from. Logan is the 10th X-Men movie. So That stood alone. Like it hadn't – No, no, no. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's the, you gotta, you gotta take it. I, I, again, I understand where you're coming from here, Jenny, and I understand where Matt's coming from. Logan is the 10th movie in a series of movies that are all connected. Now, and it straight up doesn't stand alone. They talk about things that happened in other movies. In okay. I'm okay. about the okay. way the story's told stands alone, not the story itself. then I still don't understand your argument because every MCU movie tells its story differently. <laughs> they don't, though. That's the problem. If there's a formula where you've got your action hero, here's the bad guy, we're going to have a huge explosion and fight, that's, and then here... That's every down. movie. That's Logan. It's every movie, but it, like I'm saying, is because I've seen so many of them now, I'm not saying they're bad. I like them. I enjoyed everyone. I'm not I saying you're saying you're bad. I don't I'm care if they are bad. They're bad. I don't <laughs> care if they are bad. You, you've, they I, don't I matter anymore you... to me because there are so many of them. Okay. Okay. I'm not trying to convince you to not think it's oversaturation. Uh, I don't know if Matt is, but um, at the yes same and no, but at I the same time, understand. I still think she's lampooning her own argument over and over and over again. <laughs> okay. Okay, and so, I don't so think you, you're listening to the argument because you're so stuck in your ways that it's not because you're enjoying it. And it's nothing to no, do with enjoying. It's nothing to do with my enjoyment at all. I haven't liked most of them. Oh, yeah. You got you to gotta be careful when you talk. Matt hates everything. So it's like <laughs> uh, maybe Logan is the first one he's liked in a long time. The, <laughs> the best example is what I said earlier. It's like if you have cake every day, the cake doesn't seem as exciting. I disagree there 100% as an as a overweight gentleman who has a hard time losing weight. Uh, cake is always good no matter how often I eat it, Ugh. which I don't eat it if often I enough. If I cake every day, just gag me because like – piece of cake every now and again is a treat it's awesome it's like oh my gosh this is the best i love it but if you have cake every day it loses its specialness unless you enjoy and it every day 
it's still the same cake you had nah. yesterday. Okay. So it might be a different flavor, you're, but it's the same you're cake a child, you had You're a child of the original trilogy of Star Wars. You can watch them over and over and over again. It's yeah. not going to change how much you enjoyed it the first time, right? Mm-hmm. And you could watch it several times a week if you wanted to, right? And still enjoy it as much as you did probably the first time you watched it, right? Yes. Okay, perfect. Guardians of the Galaxy works the same way for me. I can go back and watch that movie all week this week, and I would enjoy it a lot uh, every time I watched it. I probably wouldn't. It's not one of those Star Wars movies to me, but it was still enjoyable enough that I could get enjoyment out of it every time I watched it. From the first time I watched it. still doesn't say oversaturation. Stop. You're not letting me talk now. You're not letting me talk now. There are movies that I can't do that with. X-Men Origins. And this is a franchise I love dearly. The X-Men franchise. I can't watch hardly any of the X-Men movies repeatedly because they're terrible. In my opinion. Excuse me. I still want more X-Men movies. I still want them to make better X-Men movies because I want, I want my dream is for better movies, but uh, I still want more. And this goes back to my very, very first statement. I can't get enough because I love the medium. I love comic book stories. I love the stories that I love. And it's the same for other people out there like Star Wars fans, Star Trek fans, uh, fans of law and order, fans of fast and furious fans of ER fans of, all of these genres, the your 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 zombie book series that you love so much, I forgot the name of the author, uh, or the, the 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 thing, Jenny. I, you know what I'm talking about, and you're not saying it, and it's bothering me. Are you talking about my Joe Ledger? Yes, that. <laughs> you, they could make that a million Joe Ledger books, and you would consume every single one of them and be super excited like a kid on Christmas every time one came out, right? Totally, but okay. Stop! 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 My point. Joe Ledger books are actually part of an oversaturation of a genre that's in books. Okay. I I, I love them. I'm trying. I absolutely love them, I'm, but I will completely agree with somebody that says it's in a genre that's oversaturated. Trying to put a button on the conversation, and you won't stop talking. Okay. But my point <laughs> is, at the end of the day, we're going to argue over what's oversaturated or what's not. It doesn't matter because. This whole hour has been a waste of time. It's true. <laughs> Whether it's oversaturated or not, it's a fun argument to have between three people who respect each other and their opinions, even though it doesn't sound like it, and respect each other as friends as well, because we're still going to go see... You don't see- have to lie anymore. I know you don't respect <laughs> <laughs> We're still going to go see all these movies. Maybe not yeah. Jenny, <laughs> but not all of them, but we're still going to enjoy most of them. Probably 80 to 90% of them. On Matt's case, maybe 20 to 30. Um, it's true. <laughs> just going to hate them all, guys. It's my job now. At the end of the day, <laughs> we can have these conversations. We can have these arguments because we're fans of the product. We want to see good product. And we want to see, some of us, want to see more product. Uh, but enjoy what you enjoy for the reasons you enjoy it. And don't diminish the reasons other people enjoy it. I think that's a good place to stop. Yeah. You said Peace. it, Dave. All right. Matt, pimp what? your pimp your products. 
Okay, I can do that. My product is the Two Broke Geeks podcast, and it's on this wonderful Atomic Geekdom Network, you know, the one you're listening to right now. Well, not this show, but you know, the network. <laughs> and um, it's me, and it's Justin, and every week we talk about stuff. We talk about a lot of geeky stuff. We talk about our own um, interesting, terrible existence, and uh, it's on uh, iTunes, Google Play, and Satchel. And you can follow us on Twitter at 2BGPod, and you can follow us on Instagram, where we are also 2BGPod, and we're also on Facebook. But I can't tell you exactly how to find us, because a Facebook address is about as long as my arm. So just search for 2 Geeks. You'll find it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty easy to find. Yeah. All right, Jenny, pimp whatever you would like to pimp. I don't have a lot of pimping. Um, Twitter? We got... Well, Twitter, I've got, I'm at Robbie Art, and I'll be covering WonderCon here coming up. So you can keep a lookout. Let me know what you want me to show if you cannot make it to the convention. Um, cosplay, panels, vendors, you name it. Keep me posted. I'll see what I can do. There you go. Word. Did you give your, your Instagram out, too? Uh, well... Instagram is Atomic Geekdom, at Atomic Geekdom. So follow that. I'll post pictures as I'm walking the floor. There you go. Cool. Uh, You'll find the video of all that stuff eventually after the event, of course, uh, at our YouTube. YouTube.com slash Atomic Geekdom. Facebook.com slash Two Broke Geeks Podcast is how you find those boys on Facebook. Oh, cool. Cool. I forgot all about that. No problem. Thanks, Dave. Absolutely. That's what I'm here for. Uh, As Jenny said, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff is for all of our, you know, social media outlets and junk and stuff. YouTube, always a good place to find stuff, hopefully very soon. And we're working on it. Maybe Stitcher, or not Stitcher, uh, Twitch for some gaming stuff since I have the Switch. Maybe I'll start gaming on Twitch on Twitch. Switch, Twitch, awesome. Let's just keep rhyming words and uh, they just won't have any more meaning anymore because I'll keep saying them over and over again. Um, yeah. I don't know when you're going to listen to this because we're kind of recording a few of these at a, at a, at a, at a you know, little stretch here. So just keep watching for stuff on TomGeekum.com. You'll find all kinds of cool stuff there. Articles, reviews, movie reviews, all that kind of stuff. And then of course, all of the podcasts that we have on the network, like the aforementioned Two Broke Geeks podcast with Matt and Justin, the Just Two Pals podcast with Randy. Ooh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> with Randy and Johnny, uh, the Ringside Geeks podcast with Monroe, Tom, and myself. And of course, this fine, fine Atomic Geekdom program uh, with myself, Jenny, sometimes Tom, sometimes other people. Uh, random people from other shows so there's there's all that all right cool Cool. i think that's gonna do it for this week's episode thanks so much for listening uh if you want to head over to patreon.com and you can help out monetarily but if you don't want to do that by all means totally cool just tell a friend and uh head over to itunes and rate review us please if you need to write something in the review box uh might i suggest Listening to this podcast has made me so angry. I drove my car into a light post. But please don't five, do that. Five please stars. Don't. <laughs> so there you go. You can write that one down. 
Um, or listening to this podcast has brought me so much joy that rainbows come out of my earballs. I would prefer if they came out of your butt. Rainbows, rainbows can come out of a lot of orifices or orifice. <laughs> All right, that's our show this week. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. And Jenny, you get the last word, as always. And the last word is... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's <too> funny. <laughs> that was good. <laughs>